This episode of the Concert Cast is brought to you by Alpha Graphics of Kansas City. Alpha Graphics is one of the most trusted printing, marketing, and sign businesses in the area. With a focus on quality and customer service, the team at Alpha Graphics takes a personal interest in the success of each customer. No project is too difficult or complex to get you what you need exactly when you need it. From marketing materials for the Fortune 500 to the basic needs of one of the area's many entrepreneurs, Alpha Graphics KC uses the latest technology and equipment to create custom products. Because of this success, the team at Alpha Graphics was honored to be named one of the 2016-25 under 25 businesses in Kansas City, and they're the official printer of the Northland Symphony. If you'd like to learn how they can help you, call them at 816-842-4200 or visit them online at alphagraphics.com. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Arts and KC podcast presented by the Northland Symphony and this week brought to you by Alpha Graphics. I'm John Coster. This is Jim Murray. Hello everybody. Jim, we are done with season 51 of the Northland Symphony. It's amazing and I want to say thanks to, well first of all, thanks to everybody for a great season who have come out and supported us all year long and particularly for everybody who joined us for our pops concert with it's a big crowd it was a big crowd and we had the disney princesses and the ballet dancers and i thought i i mean i always have fun with our concerts but i thought that was a great i thought everybody had a good time it went great and we really appreciate all the support and if, if that was your first time coming to one of our events we hope to see you uh, at another event this That's next true. upcoming I season. It. saw a lot of new faces. Yep. So it'll be great to see those faces come back again uh, next year. Absolutely. But, and then right after that was Trivia Night, which was another successful event. Well, successful, yes, from a fundraising standpoint. My team, oh, um, um, three-year third-placers did not come into... I, we had some ringers this year, Jim, and you, the questions you, you were really, hard. You, I'd like to go ahead and put that on record. Well, I will tell you, I just read the questions. I don't make them. Um, but it was a challenging... It was a challenging... A batch. So you should be proud of where you finished. Do you um, even remember? Remember what? Where we finished? No. <laughs> <laughs> we were fifth. I knew you weren't last. Your your stupid table took our third spot. It's not my table. It it's was. just people I know <laughs> and might be married to. <laughs> but anyway, it was a great night. It was. It was a lot of fun. And, and that's the beauty of it. No matter where you finish, everyone else has a, a good, good time. time. Yeah. So, um, so yes, even though our symph- you know, despite what many believe, because symphony symph- season fifty one may be over, there will be a season fifty two, Jim. As always, so and we I'll- will be announcing that soon, along with a bunch of dates for events and all that yep. fun stuff. It's, uh, we actually got a really cool, I think, slate of stuff coming up for season fifty two. So if I want to find out about that, what do I do? Oh, good question. You can like us on Facebook. You can go to northlandsymphony.org where you can sign up for email lists and mailing lists. I would stress the mail. This is the time of year to yeah. be signed up for the mailing list. We don't do a lot of mailings. We don't. But, but they're in, important when in they In the summer, out. you will get a nice pamphlet. It'll have the full season on it. It'll have stuff about our campaign and ways that... Um, and really, the people that donate in that early part of that campaign... They get a lot of benefits. A lot of benefits. Um, a lot of people donate all year long, which is great. But yeah. those that donate in the summertime um, really see... Your money goes a little further. Exactly. So... Uh, make sure you're doing that. Um, that's pretty much all we have as far as yeah, announcements. So, I think so for a topic today, Jim and I are racking our brains as we're getting near the end of our podcast season. I, that's hard to believe. I can't believe this is the 18th time we've recorded a podcast. Uh, that's I know. remarkable. <laughs> and I, yeah. <laughs> remarkable for a lot of reasons. A lot of reasons. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things that we don't really talk about in music a lot, we talk about... Um, you know, composers and types of music and, and the way it all fits together, but we don't really talk about the um, 
secondary purposes beyond just musical enjoyment that you get. Can music be used for evil? Ooh, it can. I think it can. It can. Can anything? Well, probably. Yes. That might be a little more philosophical than we were looking to go today. <laughs> What's our time but, limit? <laughs> but we are wanting, I think we're going to talk about uh, the way that music can manipulate and manipulate for the good, manipulate Absolutely. for the bad, manipulate uh, for monetary value or Wait, reasons. what? No. Yes. So uh, stick around and uh, we'll get all into all that and probably a whole bunch of other stuff. All right, Jim, should we start talking about how we can use music for evil? <laughs> well, let's, uh, before we wade into that philosophical area, maybe we'll just identify some more practical ways music affects us. And maybe we'll let our audience decide the uh, purposes or um, uses for yeah. that manipulation. Um, and I don't know, manipulation has like a negative connotation, right? So maybe that's a problem in this title. Um, it does, but I think it's it's... Not necessarily a fair connotation. Right, I agree. Right. Yeah. I don't have another word for it. Though. No, I don't either. Um, and I think part of this is wrapped up, and this kind of come, has come out with other conversations that John and I have had off the air, um, about like n- like nostalgia, right? Like music is a key factor in that. And this, so this all kind of falls under that idea that for m- the average music listener, I think music is a form of escapism, just like watching a movie, playing a video game, reading a book, whatever yep. you have. Yep. Um, and... You know, obviously we all know there are pieces of music. I mean, I think, I mean, music is like the safest drug, right, for mood mood manipulation. So if you're, like, I know people that if they're in a bad mood and they want to get out of a bad mood, they know what to listen to. Mm -hmm. I know people that if they're in a bad mood and they want to stay in a bad mood, they know what to listen to. So, you know, there's that emotional manipulation that Mm -hmm. we do to ourselves. If you you want to wallow in your sadness. Right, or anger, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Um, which is then you can see that connected in the way like we respond to that perfect song in the movie that makes you cry or um, something like that. Uh, or, you know, even so far as like, you know, if you were in a relationship and you had a song and then the relationship is no longer and the song is ruined. Well, let me, let me ask you this question. <laughs> yep. and, and this might be, may or may not be a good starting off point. But, it was something I was thinking <laughs> but it's going to be the starting <laughs> off point regardless. Do you think... That music is naturally oh. emotive, or do we have to attach additional stimuli to that in order for it to be oh, to, to, to enact a certain emotion? I'll give you an example. That's a good question. Um, or, or give an example. So adagio for strings. Right, Samuel Barber. Yep, one of the. I mean, everybody knows it. Everybody's heard it a million times in movies and various things, and it's almost always used either for ex- super sad, super things. sad, or. Um, some sort of tragic yes. or something, you know, you're, maybe it's not necessarily So sad, your question but, is, would you hear it that way if it wasn't connected? Right, because if you hear, like, for example, and, and I'll use a personal example, so we I, we played that, so when I went to Italy many years ago, and we played, they played, that was one of the songs that was played. Yeah. So every time I hear that song... You have a fond memory. I, I have a very fond yeah. memory yeah. of it, and it's, when you listen to it, it's not, I don't... It's not necessarily a sad-sounding song. Right. Like it kind of resolves in this nice major, you know, just right. kind of a... So part sort of, of this gets to a much bigger issue that I think we decided not to talk about because there's not enough time. But thank you for getting us to it. <laughs> is that, you know, musicians, qu- quickly in the Western world, in our culture, you learn that a minor chord, if I played a minor chord right. for a class, they'd say, that sounds sad. I play a major chord, that sounds happy. Mm-hmm. 
where does that come from, right? Right? Is that pre-programmed? Right, is that's that, what I'm saying. So right. is it, is it, it's almost chicken and egg. Right. right. Is the music naturally that way, or have we decided that this these things are right? That I way? think I think. Well, and there's, I'm going to throw another wrench into this discussion because it, I think it there's a I think that it's different whether there's text involved mm-hmm. or not, because if I'm listening to any piece of music that has words, I I have to react to the words. Um, I don't have that with instrumental pieces. And and I've always leaned more towards instrumental pieces because I feel like um, I can draw my own conclusions about that piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I, have, I have a broader range where if someone has a specific message or, you know, text, you're, you can still react differently to it than another person, but there's a smaller framework within to, to react. Um, DSERA, Mozart's DSERA, right. changes... When words are involved. Yes, right. Um, so I think, um, you know, I, I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> I'm not saying there is an answer, but I think as we continue, I think it was, what I meant by starting point was, I don't know, I think all of the other things that we would potentially talk about with this subject, like using music and marketing, yeah. um, come from this initial question of, yes. of, of is, is this sad because right. it's sad and that's why we're using it? Or is it sad because I'm putting it in front of a bunch of puppies right. in cages? The Sarah McLaughlin Right, and that's uh, why it's commercial, sad, right? right? Which now, that song is the most tragic song ever. When it comes on now, my, my students are horrified right. because their mind goes to the poor puppies. Right. Right. And, right, and it was and before that. It, it was like a love either. song or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, so I think I think people always will attach. Many people will always attach their own connotation to certain music, um, like. And I think geography is actually a really good one. Like, uh, there's a lot of pieces of music that I associate with physical places, Italy, Den- whatever, wherever right. you heard it first, or whatever was significant mm-hmm. about it. Um, and then you will associate, you know, significant life events, weddings and funeral, you know, right, um, things like that. Uh, with it, but um, I think when we get into like the psychology of like how you perceive the happy and sad and that kind of thing, I think that's that's for the researchers to deal with. And I would love to see that. Maybe I mean maybe they've done it. Like if you take like, but how do you find thirty people who've never heard music, and then play them a minor chord, play them an augmented chord, play them a minor major score, have them you know score it somehow? That would be a cool way to do it. Right. Um, it's do you in- think you can influence? You know, because we looked at. Oh, well, I'm you sure say, well, you like can love, influence. right? You said yeah. love song. Well, yeah. there are two sides of love. Yeah, right? mo- there is more than well, that, my right, friend. But, but you know, there is you know love that is there's, positive, and, and there's, there's heartbreak, yes. and there's uh, family sides, love, and exactly multiple sides of and, anger, righteous anger yeah, versus yeah, wrong anger, yeah. and all that kind of thing. So, you know, even if even if you have a song that maybe falls into one of those generals, you can with right. other stimuli likely yep. sway the right. type of emotion right. that you're getting from that stuff. And and all this goes back to the kind of original, original point, which was... It, was does it? Does it really? Of how you manipulate people. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, is that what we're talking about? I thought we were talking about love. I got lost there for a minute. Um, that's, that's the overarching theme of this whole season, Jim. <laughs> is love? Is love. <laughs> um, well, so I think, I, let me point out some examples um, of where I think musical manipulation takes place. Um, how about let's let's go with the low hanging fruit, shall we? <laughs> November first, in most stores, retail stores will play holiday music. Correct. Or maybe even earlier, it's getting to be. Mm-hmm. That is that's not the manager who walks in with his phone and says, "You know what? I'm going to take over the playlist today and plugs in." That is a. It would be if I was the manager because right. I love holiday. But music. in any right. not right, privately right, right. owned any um, franchise right. institution. That the music is bought, researched. The companies that provide it can show you data on what it does. 
And so obviously the question, you know, and it's an easy question is why do they play holiday music on November 1st? Because I think it's going to get you to spend more money. Because that's what you do at the holidays. That's right. So um, that, I think that fits our... Yeah. Yeah. Well, the same can be said for elevator music, which everybody makes fun of. I love to talk about elevator music because I, if you don't like – so this is why elevator music is great to talk about. <laughs> Elevators represent so many bad things to people. If you are claustrophobic, I got bad news for you. Right. If you don't like heights, I got bad news for you. And if you don't like people, I got bad right. news for you. And I love the fact that playing like smooth jazz instrumental versions of pop songs from mm-hmm. the last decade is supposed to – it's, and that's what it's about, right? It's right, about it's making to call you, you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I actually think it's more about the awkward silence. Like, if there's two people in there, like when two people, like we won't do this because it's obviously a podcast. But if we just <laughs> sat here in silence, not that we could, you feel <laughs> you, you, you feel inclined to say something, right? And so, but I love the fact that if you are really afraid of plummeting to your death, how's that going to help you? <laughs> And and I don't experience it much in the Midwest. I know you've traveled as well, but uh, you know if you have not been in an elevator in New York City, you will be touching many people you don't know because you will be packed in there. That's true. Uh, elevators in the Midwest are—they're <laughs> a luxury. Yeah. <laughs> they're like a, they're like an amusement park ride. Like well, I'm going to go up a few stories. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> up to like four, fourth yeah. floor. Yeah. Um, um, I also think um, so. I, this is one that is less proven, but I would love our many listeners they could give it a try. I feel like I drive faster when the beats per minute of the piece of music that I'm listening to is faster. Now, I haven't tried to get out a ticket that way, like, excuse me, officer, but the beats per minute of the 1812 Overture was, right, and right. clearly I got carried away. I was listening to the Leonard Bernstein version of yeah, that. Yeah, so I, that's, why I, that was why, that's why I was doing 75 and a 60. <laughs> um, but but I, when I think about beats per minute affecting physical behavior, I think... You know, I don't work out. We we know that clearly, um, but <laughs> I know. but I know people that do, <laughs> right. and they make playlists that, or you can pre get them now because, like, right. you know, that will apparently you're supposed to warm up, right? Mm-hmm. And so it'll start slower, and then the beats per minute of the songs will keep getting faster, and then I guess there's like a cool down or something when you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I don't know. These are terms <laughs> that are not really familiar with me, but but so they use the beats per minute of the music to drive right. the workout. Um, so there's physical reaction. If I go da 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 dum da dum, everybody's going to say charge. Right. So there's another right. To, so it's not only just personal athletic working out, but it's like getting teams, and you know every stadium has their own anthem. They use their own. You know now we got walk up music for everybody, and I mean it's getting a lot of control. Well, and you think about like what we talked about in our last episode um, with our friends from Zika Ballet, oh, yeah. where <laughs> they would say like we whenever we hear music we start choreographing. Yeah, and I, while I, I think that. Most people don't necessarily choreograph. Yeah. If using any kind of physical activity naturally, I think is you know influence. If you know, yeah. I, one I don't like you. I'm not a big exercise right. buff, but I do ski. You do I like do. on snow, it, on snow. not water. On yes, not on water. You, okay. on snow. I did not um, know that, and I did notice once that the music I was listening to does affect <laughs> your, the way to ski. Whether like you if, stay if, upright if, or not. Well, no, no. If you like, if you're going, to, if I'm if I'm skiing down to Handel's water music, yeah, it's a very leisurely, I'm le- leisurely <laughs> back and forth along the you know, and if it's you know rock and roll or something right. like that, I'm cutting snow, right, you know, you're, going you're down, punching down and, to yeah. speed up, and you're yeah, exactly, and it's and it's and it. And it feeds each other, right? You, right. The activity feels like it matches the music, right. which makes it go even right. more. So I don't know about necessarily driving. I don't. I don't fit, fit found myself. I think it depends. Like, like I think that depends on what type of driver you are. Yeah. And I think I'm. I've. I've always loved driving. I. I will drive for no reason. Um, so if you're that kind of 
person, I think that might affect you more. But if maybe if, if you're not and you get pulled over, try it. Yeah. Let us know if it gets you out of a ticket. That's I, true. And then buy us lunch because <laughs> that'll be cheaper. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that I, I always think about, and this might be more under theory, um, but I think I've got some pretty good anecdotal data, is restaurants. Um, mm. Now, I, I, I know you are well acquainted with working in the food service industry, mm-hmm. and, and, may, and I often think that everyone should do a stint in the food service industry because I think it would make you a better human. It would. Um, and you, I mean, I bust tables for many years, and to this day I know when it's the kitchen's fault or the host's fault or the server's fault, you know, because I, you have that perspective yep. and you never lose it. But when you're in a chain, you know, and it's rush, right? So it's Friday night, everybody's there. You know, two things happens with the music. Number one, it goes up in volume because mm-hmm. ambient noise is up. And I don't know what you do, but generally I walk in with my friends, and if we see a crowd beforehand, and, uh, you know, what are you willing to do? Well, for this place, 20 minutes, right? right? And the wait's 40. So then you turn around and leave, right? And you and you notice how restaurants all pop up near each other, right? Right. I think we can say that's not a coincidence. Is, we know that. Yeah. Uh, and so if you increase the beats per minute of the music overhead, you will eat faster. So the way servers make money is... Table turn. Yes. Right. I how mean, many times they're, they have a right. certain amount of tables, how many different... I mean, I guess we can back this up and yeah. saying the goal of the restaurant industry is to provide you a quality meal at a reasonable price with great service, but it already comes down about making money. I'll say, yeah, the goal of the restaurant is to provide as many people as possible right. in a given day a quality meal with excellent service. Excellent. So, and the way to do that is to turn the tables quickly. Right. And one of the ways that you can try to manipulate that is... Beats per minute of the music, get you chew faster, swallow faster, drink faster, and get you out of there. So, you know, if you really want to mess with <laughs> this, get your table at 4 o'clock and sit there till 9. But you better tip your server, like, yeah. a lot because you've cost them a fair amount of money. Right. Um, and I don't know, like I said, I don't know how scientific that is, but I feel like it goes on. Well, I mean, I know those playlists are bought for a reason. I know they're in a 90-minute loop. I know they're... I know that kind of stuff. Right. So. I will say that, right, and, and, and that the loop part is is because people do notice. They, yeah. and, and they're like, oh, man, we must. It's like the yeah. casino. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the same reason the casino doesn't have yeah. windows. It's a, like it's only, only if they reverse. Like, we yeah. want you to know what time it is. That's like, right. The casino doesn't want here, you to know what time right, it you is. You realize you've been here for 90 minutes right. already? Right. Right. Um, yeah, that's not just a random number. Right. Just like it's not somebody's favorite playlist that you're listening to. I will say the hardest thing about restaurants is convincing the the – working staff yeah. that music matters and it shouldn't yeah. be what they want to listen to. Right. Because yeah. it's very different things what the staff wants yes. to listen to because yes. they are there every day. <laughs> right. And, well, yeah. And the other thing that I think one of the things when you think about – so this gets brought – I think this brings us to a slightly bigger area than just restaurants, but we can use restaurants as an example, is um, for even an independently owned restaurant or retail location or whatever, music is going to really set the culture and tone of that place. So, you know, certain restaurants cater – like if you're playing all 80s music, you're catering to me. Right. Right? If you're playing stuff that's current, you're, you're not – you don't want 45-year-old Jim Murray necessarily there. Right. And so and – Walk that, into Dillard's right. and walk into Forever 21. Exactly. And tell me what kind of music right. and, and it's not – and that doesn't solely rest on the music, right? It's paired right. with the visual imagery and the marketing and the store layout and ev- open concept. Right. Every, it, it's one part of a larger, dare I say, manipulation. Mm. Yeah. Or, or at least a, 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 a planned marketing brand <laughs> strategy. <laughs> That was a nice save from the marketing <laughs> professional. It, so but, really, but it, it, I, think, I think the point is when you hear music, unless you're literally at a community pool and some lifeguard's got a radio on, yeah. 
you're hearing Bring something on purpose. Yes. Yes. There, there is more to what you. I think. I think we hear music so often, and especially now, where yep. it's on your phone, all, you know, and Spotify. Ooh, that's Pandora a, that's a topic for another podcast. Because as a professional musician, I'm sure you've played in the background for events, which mm-hmm. is okay, and I'm sure maybe you've been unintentionally in the background, which is not okay, right? Like, like sometimes, you know, I think when we be, when we play the role of like the background quartet during the wedding reception right 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 as opposed to that quartet being played in a recital you know the the location changes that whole dynamic right i just think that too often sometimes people take for granted or or um Sometimes you, if you don't know your background music, that can be a problem. Like if you don't know the intent was going to be background music, that can be a problem. Oh, that's, yeah, yep. that's true. Yeah. Um, but then last, uh, maybe last for this, um, is um, commercial jingles. <laughs> um, and the term, I don't know if we've talked about it before, is earworm, mm-hmm. right? So they're constructed in a way to stay with you. Right. Um, you and know, and, and the, the financial reason behind that obviously is it costs the company money to play that jingle, to play their their yeah. commercial for you every, they're paying right. a fee every time that you hear the commercial. So if you can hum that commercial to yourself ten times yep. or all day after, yep. then the cost per jingle or the cost per commercial goes way down. And I think I'm going to take the high road here, and I'm not going to say the names of any of the companies whose jingles you can't get out of your head because the minute I speak the name of the company, our listeners will have the jingle in the head in their head, and I don't want to do true. that to them. That's true. I'm going to, I'm, I will just, I think we all can think of examples. Now I, there are things that I will try to mute that I like, I will leap furniture to get to the mute button when I see it coming on, because if I don't get it stopped, uh, it's going to be with me for a while. Um, but yeah, and, and there used to be, you know, people used to say there was a special level of hell reserved for people who write commercial jingles. Um, but you know, that idea of an earworm or that catchy hook or the kind of unresolved melody, which is kind of why it stays in your head. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think we get ear- we get other earworms, right? Songs pop in our heads for no reason, right? Um, and, and for good or for bad, sometimes like I can't get that out of my head or whatever, and and you, then you try to listen to something else to switch it. So there's there's more going on in there than that. Have we covered all the manipulation? Oh, I'm sure we missed some. <laughs> Um, I well, think should, we, should, we pl- should we be playing like some music underneath this whole conversation yeah, like, to like subconscious? Yeah, is there anything that makes us sound smarter? <laughs> There's, I'm sure that does not <laughs> exist. I do think though that that there is like nostalgia is part of that, right? Like emotional manipulation as well. For I don't know if that's for good or for bad, but I think that's more complicated. I don't know how that works. I think that's more television shows. Like, yeah, I mean nostalgia. I mean, yeah, I mean nostalgia now would be putting something on with like an 80s kind of 90s soundtrack right. Of, right. of like you know that that style of music right. would be probably the way you'd attack but it also kind of connects to that now. idea that when we talk about the like the television movie idea you know one of the easiest ways to establish time and place is with music you don't have to put up you know Gettysburg 18 whatever right. if the cinematography and the music match right you know you might want to do that anyway for maybe some of the people who are unfamiliar with certain parts of American history, but um, generally <laughs> that, that was one with the British, right? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you got it. Well, that was one with, uh, with the 1812 cannons, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three um, wars mixed into one right, right there uh, on our podcast. So, um, so but yeah, so I, but definitely, as if nothing else from this segment, if you're like, well, that didn't talk, sound like anything, 
I would <laughs> I would try to be more mindful when you hear music. Say, what are they potentially trying to do with this? But I would okay. So let's kind of tie this real quick. I I don't have a musical manipulated goal for my concerts. Like I'm not trying to get them to do anything. I'm just trying to provide a variety of music that I think they will enjoy and educate and all that. Uh oh. <laughs> I I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, you're you're trying to by selecting certain things, you're trying to usually there's some sort of cohesion involved. <laughs> Hopefully. And you, but that's and manipulating to an try, idea and, and concept. Well, we're trying to get them to come. Yes. But I don't but I don't so, but that but I don't necessarily like And we're trying to get them to come back. Agreed, but I don't I and I don't I don't know all I don't I can't speak for all conductors, but it's like I've never said, well, I'm not going to play that piece because Well, no, but it doesn't right, I would agree that you don't necessarily strive for a specific emotional right. manipulation so much right. as I'm not like, oh, this is going to make them happy. Right. So much <laughs> as though I think we are always striving to have an emotional response to the yes, positive. Absolutely. But um but I mean, I think that falls more on the music itself. Right. Than my intention yeah, but I will say that that I mean, well, well, okay, maybe I've wandered into something here that we shouldn't have wandered into. <laughs> maybe you won't even hear this. Maybe he'll delete this out of the podcast. But um, I mean, there's a flow to the programs, right? Like, how often do I end with an overture? And there's a, there's a good reason to end with an overture. It's shorter, and it normally, you know. So I mean, right. maybe there is a little bit of this at play. Yeah, but I think that goes back to the initial point of oh, full of, circle of manipulation is not necessarily an evil. It's, right, right, right. We're not right. we're not trying to trick anybody. Nope. We just want them to have the best experience possible, right. and we know that music can, can help you help. experience a wider range of emotions. Exactly. And feels, as the kids say. That's right. All the feels, All too. the feels. <laughs> we better run We are done with now. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, so in, back in a territory that we're much more familiar with, which is giving you our opinions on <laughs> all sorts of the best of Kansas City right after this. Jim, tell the people what they can do in Kansas City. Oh, we're starting with events. Do we normally start with events? Yes. Okay. I know it's been a while. It's since been we've a while. <laughs> All right. So um, it's summer in Kansas City, and um, is it? It is. <laughs> Whew, it ha- and we have felt it, man. Yeah. But um, I, this is the time of musical theater, and a lot of it is outdoor. Some of it's not, but a lot of it's outdoor, and a lot of um, places have outdoor musical events, and so. Um, I'm going to recommend a performance of Into the Woods, the Stephen Sondheim musical. Is that that? Was that a movie? With like well, James it was. A, yes, it was a musical first, but yes, like all musicals, it's been made into a movie. Um, it's actually a musical I have conducted, um, and uh, I think there's a fair amount of Stephen Sondheim fans out and about. And Shawnee Mission Theater in the Park is doing it, and I realize that's a little bit of a drive for Northlanders, but um, um, I have actually done productions out. Uh, at Shawnee Mission Theater and Park, so I can vouch. Uh, they they really do a great job. It's like open seating on the lawn, eight dollars, um, and I think it starts at eight thirty, so it gets cooler. Right. Um, I know I know the conductor for this uh, show, and um, it's a great show um, or movie, uh, depending on how you experience it. Uh, and they just do a really quality job. So they do like four or five musicals over the course of the summer. They audition huge. I mean, like hundreds of people turn out for the auditions every year, and so they get really quality professional and um, community performers. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for eight bucks uh, to see a quality musical in a nice environment, it's running for like 
two weekends, I think, from July 6th through the 14th. So you've got like eight or nine times. Um, but I'm sure it's going to be a great production. Um, it's a great musical. And so that's my pick. What do you got? Excellent. Well, my pick was going to be... It wasn't even going to be a specific event. It was just going to be remind. I think for you most should people, go to here, right? Well, and and I think most people always recall it's like, oh yeah, we have that, and then they never end up going. And yeah. I was going to remind you again to go to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum gr- and I, I, the American. I, I have been, and the I have been several times, and the Jazz Museum, which is next door. Yep. Both are phenomenal. Um, both are frankly gems of the city that are, are and, and often the, overlooked. And the gem theaters down there. Did you see what you did there? I did. That was pretty fun. That was good. Um, yeah, so I mean, whether they have a special event or just, or just a special exhibit or right. not, they're still, they're, it's always great to go. Right. And, and specifically for, obviously, we talk about music mm-hmm. and, and arts and stuff. And so the, on the jazz museum side, you know, they have the Blue Room, which is yep. a part of that building. And they have jazz every weekend. And it's always good. And great when I was, performers. as part of what I was doing for this, I was looking at their calendar and I saw that um, on July 28th in the Blue Room, Ida Macbeth was going to be there. And if you haven't heard <laughs> Ida Macbeth, you need to go hear Ida Macbeth. When I was doing my homework for this, I saw that they had, Lisa Henry was going to be there one of those weeks. She's also a fantastic local yeah. singer. I mean, uh, yeah, the, the, the local, locally born and, and raised yeah. and trained jazz singers that we have here are... are some of the best. Yeah, and, and, it's, best. and it's something, I think, that tends to fly under the radar. I think we take so, it for granted yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. so um, like I said, July 28th, Ida Macbeth, the tickets are 10 bucks. Like Seriously? <laughs> I mean, you're, uh, you're hearing world, like literally yeah. world-class um, like jazz no drink, and r No drink minimum, anything like that. It's just 10 bucks. 10 bucks. All right. Um, and uh, go see a great show. Like, I mean, yeah, it blew, me, blew my mind. Um, blew right. me away that it was, Good. it was only that price. So, July 28th. Excellent. Um, so for my music, as you may recall, <laughs> I think it was either one or two episodes ago, I don't remember, I put a kibosh on Jim's frankly obnoxious love affair with Leonard Bernstein that we have all had to endure together. Did I tell you recently one. I saw the symphony play the second symphony? You did not. Well, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to rein it in, people. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Um, so in honor of that, I'm going to give you a Bernstein pick for my music. <laughs> Does this fall under your, like, idea of irony? A little bit. Yeah, okay. I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? I think I think people will appreciate this. So, <laughs> um, my pick is uh, Bernstein's Candied Overture. We've done it. I love it. It's one of, it's one of my favorites, John. It is. It's one of my favorites. Um, and I don't listen. I don't, even before all this, never really listened to a lot of Bernstein. I've won, that you, was I've won you over. That Well, uh, oh, this was one I knew before. Yeah. It's and pretty it's, popular. It's and like, popular. if you don't know it, I think you'll rec- yeah, there's a good chance people will recognize it. Exactly. And, and I'll, we'll play a snippet for you here in a minute. But as I was telling Jim before we got started, um, we've often talked about when we've talked about Bernstein how he likes to live on the extremes. Fast or fast, tempo. slows or slow. And so knowing that, I was like, okay, I'm going to go find for this, for to play the snippet, I'm going to go find the, him conducting the New York Phil because that'll be... But of course, that should be the standard. As someone who's conducted, he's conducted that piece so many times over so many years. His his duration changes depending on where he is in his right. lifespan too. So to give you an idea or listeners' <laughs> idea, I found a recording that was not the New York Phil and not Blenheim Bernstein, but a good ensemble. Good standard recording, and it was four minutes and twenty nine seconds long. So right there, yep. this is a very approachable piece. Go listen to it. Yep. it takes a few minutes. I think I may have. I think I may have known some that lean close to five for the people who like to really slow down mm-hmm. in the middle section, but. Um, the New York, the one that I'll play a snippet of right now, <laughs> not quite that long. No. Um, iTunes says it's 410. 
I listen to it, and I'd say it's four or five. Right, because of the buffer on either right. end. Yeah. So you're looking about a 25-second difference. That's a lot to make up. Yeah, and, I, and I'll go ahead and play a snippet, and I think you'll get a sense of four. great stuff it is what do you got okay well you know we are um approaching fourth of july america and so um I, I thought i should pick a piece of music that is somehow maybe connected to that so um i have selected um variations on america it is composed by the american composer charles ives based mm-hmm. on my country Disney. um but he originally wrote it in 1891 for organ um Many people really know it, and it's uh, William, the Amer- the, another American composer, William Schumann, uh, not to be confused with Robert, uh, but Bill, Bill Schumann, um, orchestrated it for orchestra in 1962. And there's like a Latin variation, and um, a, it's a really, it's, the organ piece is great, but uh, it's one of those things that just, when it went to the tone color of the orchestra, and Schumann did such a skillful job, um, it's, it's, just uh, it's everything you'd expect. It's fun variations. Um, there's a there's now a band transcription that's also really quite faithful. Um, but you know, theme and variations are always popular anyway. But particularly yeah. when you have kind of like a patriotic tune, um, this is a pretty standard. I think on a lot of patriotic concerts uh, for the ensembles, I can play it. Um, and uh, so let's take a listen. dog yeah like a picnic right apple yeah. pie yeah right? yeah so but um that's a great if you don't know either of those composers that's a good that's a good start excellent um all right jim you well going on that theme if you were at a picnic yeah and oh. you were eating a hot dog you probably want some dessert perfect okay so my food pick is a little different it's not a restaurant uh, my birthday was in may um we will announce the date later so we can celebrate it next year and you can mail gifts to us but um i you was should, you guys should have seen the gift i got <laughs> i was gifted um, a dozen double lemon cookies from Eileen's Bakery. We have one in Liberty. There's there. It's a franchise. It's kind of through the Midwest. The mm-hmm. lady was from Nebraska, and she started it. You know, one local store, and everybody got excited. Those cookies were were close to life changing. <laughs> like we, I've been back many times. I have bought them for many people. I feel bad that I didn't bring some today. I I'm have a little irritated. I have a discount card. That's how invested I am in this. So um, they're around the area, uh, and you know they 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 also um, can like decorate, customize. Like if you want your company's logo, right, right on there. So um, you know they have they have uh, sales every day. They have prepackaged stuff you can get. You can custom order stuff. We did some for Father's Day. Um, 
I'm, I'm sure they have they like a case Kansas City set with fountains and Royals, you know that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So it's just everything we've had there has just been amazing. So I'm I'm very sad that I didn't bring for both you and me yeah. one. Yeah. Well, you're sad. I'm I'm upset. Yeah. You, and I, <laughs> As I'm sure you will all hear in the music undertone. <laughs> <of this. laughs> and I have to say, you have good reason to be. Yeah. Um, well, my pick is. You know, when when I told you this, you were like, "Oh, of course. Why haven't we talked it's, about it?" It's kind of like the museum thing, a little bit. Um, but it's I I do talk to a lot of people that have not been here, so really? I'm going to recommend it. So uh, Tresemare down yeah. in Briarcliff, it's great. It's fantastic. Um, it's great for lunch. They have great lunch specials. It's very affordable, but you feel like you're kind of fine dining. I mean, it, it's a upper very, level. Yeah, it's a very nice restaurant. So when yes. you walk in, the, you feel the environment like, is wonderful. Um, but it's not pretentious, and it's not uh, not going to break the bank. Yeah. But they have uh, Tresemari. Do you know what that means? Uh, something about the sea. <laughs> Treasures of okay. the sea. So obviously a seafood yeah. theme. Um, they make a great risotto. If you like risotto, um, they make some really good crab cakes. Their fish tacos are extremely good. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just, I feel like we don't have a ton of, um, higher end restaurants that aren't chain restaurants up in right. the Northland that you can get to. And that and, are seafood. Yeah. And it's employee owned, which is cool. So, oh, I didn't know that. Um, That's very cool. When, when they opened up originally, there was, it was owned right. by somebody and it, it didn't really work. And so the GM, there was two or three of them at the time. Really like step basically. Up yeah. They kind of, wow. and so it's run really, really well, um, by people that are really invested. invested. Um, and so I would say it's as That's close to like a step. mom and pop fine dining as yeah. you can probably get. That's a bold step to have the vision to do that. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so it's really successful now they do really cool, really cool stuff. So Tresemari down in Briarcliff. Yeah. I've um, been there. It's great. And then go over to Liberty and get some cookies. Absolutely. So, all right, Jim, that's the end of 18. All right. Let's not 2018. No. Podcast episode. 18. Um, thank you to our sponsor, as always, Alpha Graphics. Um, you know, Jim, you can, if you are so inclined, rate this podcast five stars. If you, would, I feel like I've heard I mean, that. I don't want to before. like. I don't want to feel like I'm manipulating people. No, I, you're just flat out asking. I yes, think. Yeah. or begging. Really, I, I mean, we might be at that level. Consider me on my knees begging. Yeah. I think would yeah. be would be fair. Um, go on iTunes, uh, go on Stitcher, go on Google Play. If you can figure out how to Google do it on music, Google Play, whatever, can, whatever. Well, Jim's kind of a... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, and rate us five stars. You don't have to say anything. You don't no, have to, you don't don't have to say how handsome we are. You don't have to say how our melodic our voices are. How, you can just how witty the, our banter is. That's right. Just hit the five stars and move on with your day. It's okay. fine. Um, and if you do that, we will be forever grateful. If you write a review, we'll read it. And yeah, we'll, we we'll, may even read it on air. <laughs> That's, we probably would. We have not received any fan mail since we've started this, and you know, I'm a little disappointed. You know what? I think you know what? I think next time we will we'll go find a because we do have some five star reviews that have ratings. I think we'll find one and we'll and we'll read it. I think that what if be there, good. What if there are no comments? There are comments. Oh, I didn't. Know I've that. read them. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I read them. Then I take <laughs> that back. We have received fan mail. Yes, uh, just not in the traditional sense. That's okay. Right, we don't have I, a giant bag of slung I accept it in I, any form. Well, you were right a lot last time, so it was bound to come back <laughs> the other That's way. That's right, right, yeah. It was bound to even out. That's so, right. Or you can go sign up on our mailing list. Like we said at the beginning, this is a really important and good time to do that. org. We'll also announce things on Facebook. If mailing lists aren't your style, just yep. hang out on Facebook and you'll see us. Um, so that's it. All right. That's all I got. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.